What's up, tailgaters? Welcome to Homefield Tailgate. This is where we talk about everything and anything college sports. Yeah, there we go. Because uh, we own the title to that phrase, uh, just so everyone I knows. Changed that. It up. I changed it up. <laughs> it's, uh, y'all know who it is. It's, it's Addison, Birchie, myself. We're here to talk about rivalry weeks and coaching searches and the games ahead. Um, Addison, uh, what are you drinking? What did the, the public kind of say to you? So I ran a poll on the Instagram app, and um, I got some interesting drink requests for this week. I am drinking none of them, but next week we'll incorporate some of these, possibly. Um, I got margaritas, tequila shots, a holiday cocktail, tequila, just tequila, (laughs) Jaeger, just Jaeger. That person blocked for suggesting that. Um, my mom said water, <laughs> and then I got apple cider. Happy birthday, and- Addison's mom! By the way, yeah, it's Addison's Friday. mom's birthday. Oh, Friday. 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 Okay. She'll be today. she'll be she'll be fifty six. Um, twenty nine again. <laughs> yeah, we love twenty nine. My mom was at my mom was at the library sports bar earlier tonight. We love. So that. I, I guess she thinks she's twenty nine. She is. Hmm. Keep going. Uh, but, but I am drinking, I'm drinking Smithworks vodka with uh, lime bubbly, uh, lime juice, and a lemon, and it's garnished with a lemon. The lime was, I didn't cut the lime small enough to garnish it, but there's lime in here. That's good. I'm just going with a nice, uh, a nice gold top, Miller Lite, you know, home of Texas. So got to represent Texas the locals. Man. Should have had a Lone Star. Yeah, I should have. You're right. Jingling, Jingling's about to come to Texas or trying to. Yeah, we're, we're trying to get it. We're working on it. Something to look forward to. Yingling is trying to move into the Texas market. Thomas, did you do anything fun this weekend? How was your Thanksgiving? Uh, Thanksgiving was great, Virtue. I uh, went to the lake house with my family. My, uh, my cousins came that live in Tampa, and then my whole dad's side of the family was there. Watched the Egg Bowl, um, cheered on the Rebs to a victory. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Saturday, I went back to Birmingham, hung out with some college friends that were in town. And yeah, it was great. What about y'all? Um, I went home to Florida, uh, sunny St. Pete. Um, it was great. Caught some fish, hung out with my family, um, went to a lightning game, big hockey girl over here. So we played uh, the Seattle Kraken. That was That's the new hockey team. Um, and got to see Yanni Gord, who was uh, one of our past players. So that was really fun and really sweet. They had like a big celebration for him. Uh, we creamed him. So that was always exciting. Um, yeah, so that was fun. Um, the turkey was really good. Um, and lots of football on Friday and Saturday. And obviously we'll get into all of that. But I'm just so excited to tell you all some of the stories that I have. So um, Addison, how about you? Uh, I had a great Thanksgiving. Oh yeah, tell us. Did it is anything big uh, happening in your life that happened over uh, Thanksgiving break? Hold on, you're cutting in and out. I, one of us has bad internet connection, apparently. I think it's you, um, but Thomas can correct me if I'm wrong. Um, yeah, basically, she was just asking about your Thanksgiving. That's all she said. Nothing. No, I also asked if there was anything that. big in your life that happened. Um, this past week, but you look frozen, so I'm not sure. Addison's frozen. Addison had a very original Thanksgiving. He <laughs> ate turkey, watched some football, and that's literally 
all that happened this weekend for Addison. Do you have anything to add, Addison? Okay, I'm back. My, I guess it was my internet that was having issues. It was. Um, I went home, visited some family, um, just hung out a little bit, had a couple hot dates. I went to the Grizzlies oh. game. Hot dates. Mm-hmm. With multiple? The- you said dates, <laughs> plural. <laughs> dates with the same lady. Okay. Oh, okay. Any any other details about this special lady? Nope, not tonight. All right. Well, y'all comment below who you think this special lady is. Yeah, um, we'll ask him about that after the Jaeger shots he takes. Yes, that's yeah. on the on the agenda. No Jaeger um, shots. But speaking of last week, let's talk about these crazy rivalries. I mean, wow, this is why I love college football. Um, right here is the amount of games that were just worth the watch and just awesome. So obviously our favorite game that everybody wants to hear about the egg bowl Ole Miss at Mississippi state Thursday night, the night of Thanksgiving. I mean, 31, 21 Ole Miss Addison. Tell us, tell us how you feel. Ole Miss dominated this game. Um, Ole Miss played poorly and dominated this game. That should speak to how bad mistake is as a team. Um, Mississippi State looked really bad. I was impressed with Ole Miss's defense, first of all. That was the most impressive part, is that they shut down the air raid that had kind of been playing very well recently. Um, they scored put 41 up on Auburn, which we saw shut down Alabama's offense this past week. Um, they'd been on a hot streak. They beat AM, they lost to Arkansas. They've been playing really good, much better. And for Ole Miss's defense to do that, uh, late in the season, probably the most improved unit in college football, I'd say, from one year to the next is Ole Miss's defense from last year to this year. And then even Miss, after about four or five this season. Ole Miss's uh-huh. defense hasn't given up a first ha- first half touchdown in four games. That's uh, that's If you told me that a year ago, I'd be like, no, there's there's no way. There's no way that's true. Um, credit to what Durkin's done, how he's developed defense – um, you know, people were calling for his neck last year at the beginning of this season, but he's kind of turned the defense around and turned it to very serviceable. They've won some games for Ole Miss they should have lost when the offense was kind of not producing based off of injuries. Addison, like you said, like Ole Miss dominated this game. Um, State didn't play the best game. Obviously, the road environment was huge. The cowbells were ringing. Um, but at the end of the day, it didn't matter. The better team won. I did see some uh, Twitter tweets. Um, that we're talking about Twitter, Twitter yeah, tweets, Twitter tweets um, about the SEC. I don't know if this is fake news, but the SEC looking into um, the cowbell noise violations and how people were just blatantly being disrespectful and not um, ringing. They were ringing the cowbells when they weren't supposed to. Um, I don't know if that's real, if anyone has anything to add on that, but just some rumors. Uh, Lane Kiffin, what about him dropping an F bomb on live radio? Yeah, during the game Thursday, mm-hmm. you know, him, you love him. It's Lane, it's daddy. <laughs> He's if you didn't hear it at the halftime, he was running off the field. And old Mrs. radio field guy Richard Cross pulled out, you know, gets his little halftime interview in. And in the middle of it, Kiffin, someone's ringing a cowbell, and Kiffin goes, Those effing things are annoying on they live are. radio. Um, that's also me being an Ole Miss fan, so I, I need to be unbiased. But sorry to all the Mississippi State fans listening to this. 
Um, also, can we talk about Lane Kiffin's trolling on Twitter? We might want to talk about that later on the coaching information. It's, I just think it's amazing. It's, it's amazing. We'll talk it's about it hilarious. later. Um, yeah. yeah, we'll get to it. Okay, I was getting ahead of myself here. All right, Ohio State at Michigan, the game that Will Helma has been looking forward to um, and is just thrilled. Thomas, you are with him. Tell us about it. Tell us about the hype. Yeah, I mean – this is a game that's been, you know, marked on Michigan and Ohio State's calendar every year. It is actually called the game. So Birchie was right right there. Um, so, I mean, I, he was the happiest I've ever seen him. Michigan won 42 to 17, if you didn't know, an absolute domination. Uh, he cried tears of joy. I've never seen him cry as much as he did wearing his Jim Harbaugh jersey, his Michigan hat. He was in full force, and I've never seen him as happy. Michigan dominated the game, like I said. Um, there's no if ands, or buts about it. I mean, Jim Harbaugh had a funny quote about Ryan Day. Some people are born on third base and don't even realize it. I think there is some truth to that. And this is a game that Harbaugh needed to win, and he did. So, I mean, good for him. That's all I really have to say about it. Addison, any thoughts? Thomas was wrong on this game last week. I, I got like wrong. Thomas yeah. was wrong. He said he's going with Ohio State. I said that's a lot of points. Michigan matches up well against Ohio State. Shout out to me. You can pat me on the shoulder for being correct again. I mean, if we're, we're counting wins and losses, you were wrong against State. Very true. Great. Call him out. Call him out. Let's keep Very going. No, he should. He should call me out. Um, I've been on a little bit of a hot streak, though, with some games. Uh, Not that some one. Stuff right. So, yeah, so add that one to the list. Um, <clears throat> it was impressive. What Michigan did was impressive. Uh, I would say yeah. – I, I believe now that they are the second best team in the country. What are they ranked now? Number two. And I believe that is correct. They are the second. I believe that's correct. If we really think about it, they blew that game at Michigan State. They outplayed Michigan State and they blew it. Um, so I, I really think that they are the second best team in the country right now behind Georgia. Uh, there's still a large gap. I really, really hope – they get Cincinnati in the first round of the playoffs because I just want to watch Oklahoma State and Georgia. Still, I'm still on that. I'm with but. you. Um, speaking of Oklahoma State, Oklahoma at Oklahoma State. That was a great transition by me. So I'm gonna. I was about to say that too. That was, very, that was your best transition. Shout out to me. Um, I'm getting better at this, guys. So the more we listen, the more you listen, the more I'll, I'll get better. Um, all right, we predicted this. We said Oklahoma State. They're the dark horse. Um, besides the fact that I'm not a huge fan of their uniforms um, and they look like a Halloween costume, just like Tennessee, <laughs> I'll get over it. Um, we'll get into the Lincoln Riley scandal of OU later. Um, that one's just like consumed my life for the past three days, especially with my coworker who's a big OU oh, fan. Um, but I will say, I really feel like the defense for OSU was, was huge key to the victory. Um, it was a fun game, back and forth scoring for them. Um, I loved Brennan Presley's 100-yard uh, kickoff return for OSU in, in the beginning of the second. Um, I always loved those kind of touchdowns, so that was good. Um, second half, OU was up for most of it. So, I mean, OU was kind of killing the scoreboard, and then OSU just kind of came back uh, there at the end. Um, they really pulled through. Um, huge 
huge key was was the defense. Um, Emery says you were asleep during the Oklahoma game. Oh, thanks, Emery. Uh, I was actually awake for for some. Of it, but, um, thank you for calling me out for that. Um, yeah, but it was a great game overall. So uh, those are my thoughts on it. Uh, Tom, take it away. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We said Oklahoma State was going to cover the three and a half line. They won by four. Uh, so uh, big dub for the brand right there. I love it. Uh, Vegas is right in the money, as always. Um, I mean, Oklahoma State played the game we thought they were going to play. They controlled the line of scrimmage. At the end of the day, the better team won. Uh, that's really all I have to say about that game. What about you, Addison? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Oklahoma State uh, dominated. And Oklahoma had – Oklahoma's – Defense and special teams scored what, 14 points. Is that correct? They had two touchdowns. Um, I could be wrong on that. I know they at least had one touchdown. I believe it was two. Michigan, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State's Oklahoma State's defense played phenomenal. Oklahoma scored nine points in the second half. That's it. So the majority of their points, the 24 of the points came in the first half. So the defense. Right. And I think, up. I think 14 of them were defense and special teams points. Okay. Oklahoma State muffed a punt, like, at their five-yard line. Oklahoma scooped and scored. Um, and I believe maybe there was, like, a pick six. I could be wrong. Um, but Oklahoma State's defense played lights out. That game was honestly, in my opinion, watching it, it felt like Oklahoma State was dominating that game and kind of let Oklahoma hang around. They just seemed like the better team all game long. I agree completely. Thomas? Um, yeah, I mean, that's really about it. I mean, there's not much else to say about that. Oklahoma State controls their own destiny for the Big 12 championship. They have a legitimate shot to make the playoff. Uh, we're getting ahead of ourselves. I think the next game is Florida, Florida State that we're going to talk about. Is that right? Yeah, right. The battle okay. of um, for eligibility. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, the game that nobody cared about outside the state of Florida. Um, yeah, Bill but somehow Nathan, ended up being a better game than we thought it would be. Yeah, given that four to one, they. They covered, so good for them. Um, well, I had it – my book had it at, at three. I had Florida okay. State plus three. Okay, so you, so you pushed. Push. Yeah, push. yeah, you didn't lose. You didn't win. You didn't lose. You got your money back. Um, Florida State tried to come back towards the end of the game. They scored 14 in the fourth like we talked about. Um, but, I mean, Florida was the better team the entire game. I mean, I thought that Florida State was going to win this game because they had less distractions. But, I mean, I guess it's a rivalry game, whatever. You throw the book out. You're right. Um, Penn State at Michigan State, Addison. I mean, wow. Michigan State. <laughs> wow. I mean, neither these teams uh, – I mean, just a classic Big Ten game. 30-27 yep. Michigan State uh, won. Penn State did not have a great season. I do not think James Franklin deserves that contract he got. I think that's the biggest story here outside of this game. Thank you. Is, he just played James the game. Franklin, James Franklin played the game perfectly. He did. He hired. He hired. Um. Oh my God! I just went brain dead. Uh. Thomas, help me out. What's his name? The agent. Oh, um, Jimmy Sexton. He hired Jimmy Sexton in the middle of the season. That represents. Seems like everyone in college football now. Mm-hmm. Um. Fed into the fed into the USC rumors. Got a massive contract, and then what? They lost four games this year. Yep. He probably not worth that money. No, I mean, but at the end of the day, like you keep hearing about this market reset with the TV money coming in. So I guess it'll be like fine as far as like coaches go and what he deserves in a couple of years. But like you said, he hired Jimmy Sexton. He played the game perfectly. He got the big contract. 
was a classic Big Ten game other than it was a little bit high scoring for Big Ten. It was snowing. It was kind of meh. But that's what you expect out of Big Ten football. The overhit. There was a lot of snow. Mm -hmm. A lot. There was a lot of snow football this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. You know where there wasn't snow football? The Iron Bowl. And that Mm -hmm. is the game that I am pumped to talk about. But I'm going to let Thomas start because he is from – born and raised in the state of Alabama. That's right. Um, That's right. Tell us your Iron Bowl thoughts. I mean, what a game. This was my favorite game to watch um, throughout the entire week. Other than other than this Egg Bowl. So Saturday, I presume. Um, but I mean, Auburn did what they did at the beginning. I mean, they, they held Alabama to zero points left until there was, what, eight minutes left in the fourth quarter. Then Alabama found a way to win in overtime. I kind of hate the new overtime rule. I wish they would do what they used to do. I, agree. I don't like going for two after the second overtime. I think it's just kind of whatever. Why would you let it be one play when the previous overtime rule where you just let it ride until the end was way more entertaining, way more fun? and truly showed who the better team was more times than not. Um, Alabama's offense is very complacent. It kind of annoys me that Bryce Young's the Heisman favorite, uh, but there's no real clear front runner this year. Uh, Bama's got a huge game next week, and I really want to feel good about it if I were an Alabama fan. Um, real quick, before, we even, before I even go into the game, I hate the overtime rule where you just trade two-point conversions. So stupid. After, And I think, I think the way to – I don't think it was broken to begin with, but I think we'd gotten to a point where the 25-yard line to start is way too close in college football. I mean, we could go out there and get close to hitting one of those kicks. Um, Not with Luke got, Logan. Uh, yes, besides <laughs> Um, But you couldn't – I would – I think it was one of the most exciting uh, overtimes in sports. I think just the way it's set up, each team gets it, you have a chance to score, et cetera, et cetera. I think the best thing to do, instead of changing it where you go for two or whatever, I say they start on the 40. Back it up to the 40. That's where the possession starts. There's more field. Defense can get a stop. I think that would be way more exciting. I think the 25 is too close. I agree. I'm with you. As for the game. Oh, Addison finish. Yeah, you're good. As for the game, I cannot lie. Talk about Berchi falling asleep. I fell asleep sometime in the second half of this game. How did you fall asleep in this game? I did not fall asleep. How? A little disco now. I don't know. I don't know. Honest confession, I went, to, I went to the Funky Bar in Oxford Saturday for the Michigan game. Yeah. And I had a couple of vodka cranberries and a Bloody Mary, so that could have contributed to me falling so you, asleep. You took a disco nap. You just had to get ready for the night games. Um, I was awoken, awaken at the fourth quarter as Alabama was driving. Um, so I saw, kind of saw that touchdown. I fell right back asleep and missed the whole overtime. Mm. Wow. I was too well, busy texting my Bama friends. My side of the story. So as we've known from the podcast, my mom went to Alabama, born in Alabama, biggest Alabama fan I know. I didn't even tour Auburn because I was such an Alabama fan. Um, This is the first time I feel like in the Iron Bowl, Alabama has pulled an Auburn. So the past few Mm. years, I feel like Auburn has come back in the very end of the game, the last second. There's one second left on the clock. Auburn wins. Something crazy happens, Auburn wins. Always how these games end, or it's Alabama creaming Auburn. It's never 
it's either one way or the other in my head, at least how I've grown up watching this game. This is the first time I feel like Alabama has really snuck in with this win. I mean, we all, it was obvious Auburn thought they were winning. And then the last few minutes of the game, I mean, I've almost passed out from screaming when they scored the touchdown in the fourth quarter. I mean, my mom was so excited. She said, mm-hmm. if we come back and win, I'm jumping in the pool. So did I'll give y'all just a quick, quick. She did. She did jump in okay. the pool. All right. All right. Um, I don't know if y'all can see this, but here she is jumping in the pool. It was she pretty says funny. roll tide. Um, I love it. That's awesome. She did yell roll tide. She was in her, her uh, jersey, but overall – impressive I mean impressive in the sense of the end being fun but overall just a messy game yeah um I think somebody already touched on this if I was Georgia doesn't have much to worry about um Alabama was was pretty sloppy so um overall also have to give a shout out to my brothers um who just love my mom and were supportive during game Um, I think they want to play Alabama as well um just based off of how that game went so um Overall, I will not be hearing from my family this weekend as my brothers are going to the to the game and my mom is staying uh, far away. So um, <laughs> I will give you all an update on how my family is doing um, after that game. But overall, just a fun game to watch. I mean, Auburn so. had the game. Like Tank Bixby, if he didn't like mess up, 40 extra seconds would have been drained. Alabama would have gotten the ball with, what, 43, 45 seconds left on their own three-yard line. I like Auburn's chances significantly more if that were the scenario, but Alabama won. So yeah, I was rooting for Auburn. My mom's already booked two hotel rooms for New Orleans for New Year's Eve for the Sugar Bowl, just in case. Knock on wood. Um, so I was rooting for Auburn heavy. And it looks like Ole Miss is gonna get the Peach Bowl now, though. Not a not a bad game. I want no. the Fiesta Bowl. You want it? Will you I, go? I would love the Fiesta Bowl. I don't want to go. Phoenix. I go, yeah. If y'all there's go, a, I'll go. We'll, we'll have to go. A hub. Southwest has a hub in Phoenix. So apparently, flights aren't too bad. Yeah, but. they have one in Dallas too, so it would be super easy for me. All right, let's go. All right, come on. It's happening. All right. Yeah, we'll expense it. We'll expense it. Um. All right. <laughs> Moving on, Virginia Tech at UVA. Shout out to Kathleen. She still is accepted to UVA. Really proud of her. Um, Addison, tell us, tell us like it is. I mean, Virginia Tech. Sorry, Kathleen. Um, Virginia Tech won. I mean, I can, I don't know much about this game. It was kind of irrelevant to me. Uh, Virginia Tech got a new head coach, though. We'll talk about that in a minute. That's exciting. I didn't really watch much of this game either. I thought Virginia was going to win. I said Virginia was going to win. Tech won. Brennan Armstrong disappointed me. Whatever. That's all I have to say about it. Well, I'm going to transition us into a really fun game. Wisconsin at Minnesota. Minnesota Mm. taking the win. I'm excited for them taking down 14 Wisconsin. Um, Fun fact about them. So from 2004 to 2017, for a whole 13 years, uh, Wisconsin has won uh, this game. And in 2018, um, Minnesota won. But then the past two years, Wisconsin has come back and had that victory. So, this was huge for Minnesota, obviously taking down the 14, but uh, I just think in the record of who who's winning for them, um, that was huge. They really ramped it up. They started out by scoring um, with three points and then really ramped it up in the second half. 
Um, the fans rushed the field. I'm sure it was super electric. So uh, mm-hmm. it looked like a fun game to go to. I'm sure it was freezing, but uh, really proud of Minnesota for winning 23-13 against Wisconsin. So I know that was a huge victory for them. Minnesota also spoiled Wisconsin's chances of going to the Big Ten Championship. Now it's going to be Iowa, which is okay, whatever. Um, This was a Big Ten game. The under hit at 39, which is amazing. Um, Uh Or 36, yeah, 36. The over-under was 39, like we talked about. But whatever. Like, I didn't really watch much of this game either, so I can't really say anything. Well, I was pissed at the outcome of this game. I did not want Minnesota to win. I really, really wanted Wisconsin to win because I like that matchup with them in Michigan in the Big Ten championship game. Um, but uh, so I was mad. I think Iowa is a terrible matchup for Michigan. Michigan's going to kill them. Michigan's going to kill Iowa. Iowa might not score. Iowa, I would pretty much guarantee Iowa's offense will score less than 10 points. Their offense is terrible. It's so bad. But we'll, we'll get into that later in, in our <laughs> – in our future. Um, I do realize that I've, I've missed an important game that I Your favorite game. I love dearly Oregon state at Oregon. And I, I apologize for, for missing that. So I, I need to go up and touch on that. My team, Oregon, they were up the whole game. I mean, it, it's obvious Oregon, Oregon was the favorite. I think um, either way they won. I'm happy about it. They had 506 total yards, possession for 37 minutes, uh, 26 first downs. Um, I mean, they're 10 and two, state seven and five. We predicted this, nothing crazy, um, but I'm excited for them to take on Utah again next week, even though they played them like two weeks ago. We'll get into that later. Um, overall, pumped for you, Oregon. Love you, Oregon. Um, we can continue back on to um, Texas A&M at LSU, Thomas. <laughs> Uh, this is the game where I was right. I thought that LSU was going to win this game because I just kind of felt like LSU would be out for blood. They wanted to send Coach O out with a win, and they had a miraculous uh, last drive to kind of seal the victory. Um, but, I mean, A&M's paying their coach $9.5 million to consistently go between, what, 8-4 and four and 10-2. and two. That's mm-hmm. pathetic. That is absolutely insane. Um, A&M was definitely the better team, but it didn't matter. LSU won. Or AM is the better team. It didn't matter. LSU won. All right. Who cares about the game? Let's talk about the press conference afterwards. Okay. I I don't coach O is obviously a very, very intriguing man. He just got paid or is in the process of getting paid a $16 million buyout. Mm-hmm. Um, he's made what $16 million the past three years coaching at LSU. Probably more. The man is a millionaire. He's been coaching forever and made millions of dollars. Um, he has endorsement deals over the years, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I mean, he did a Rogers Dabs commercial in 2003 when he was the head coach at Old Mr. 2004. I mean, I know he made bank off that. Um, the man drove to Destin to vacation after this game. Didn't even, get a jet, didn't even get a jet, didn't get a private plane, didn't go anywhere more exciting. He drove his girlfriend to Destin to vacation. Wow. I would love to go to Destin. That is a four-hour and 51-minute drive. 
That includes tolls, in case that. you're wondering. It's six hours and 21 minutes if you're trying to save some dough and not take tolls. There's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong. He definitely wrong took with the tolls, Thomas. He oh, can, yeah, he's, he's, he's a millionaire. He can, he can afford yeah. it. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. Why didn't he go somewhere better than Destin? Like he's a, sim- he's a simple man. Yeah, some, he likes simple some things. things in life, small joys, you know. Addison hates Destin, is what we're learning today. No, no, no. I don't hate Destin. I don't hate Destin. He hates Destin, everyone. No, I heard that Addison hates first. Destin. It sounds Addison like you hate Destin. Destin. Addison hates Florida. Where did you go on spring break freshman year, Addison? I'm just trying to take a guess here. You went to Destin. Was it Destin? Destin? He definitely went to I did not get a Destin. Oh, yeah, wow. I did not. I did not. I did not get a Destin. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I, we watched The Bachelor when I was in Destin for uh, spring break freshman year. Did we really? Yeah. I made popcorn. It was great. Uh, well, that was wow. a fun That was your freshman spring break? <laughs> Yeah, we're popcorn watching The Bachelor. It was a Monday night. What else are you going to do on Monday night in the spring? You watch The Bachelor. And it was cold. The beach was cold. I didn't want to get evicted. You know, like we were we were a chill house. I'm honest. That's what happened. Anyway, so we learned that Addison hates Destin, and he we don't know what he did for spring break freshman year. I don't want to know what he did for spring break freshman year. I don't either. (laughs) So don't answer that. it was not, it was nothing exciting. I think I turkey hunted. Speaking of something that's not very exciting, Clemson at South Carolina. I mean, Addison wasn't even worth the watch. No, I was so surprised by this. South Carolina didn't score. I was too. 30 to nothing. 30. South Carolina been playing good football. I had money on South Carolina. You can make an argument this is the best game Clemson played all season. Easily. All right, Clemson also is nine and three. They've had yep. a good. Gonna, I mean, they are they are top twenty five team in the country. We talked we about this last them. week. I like, know, if, but if this was impressive, if you told me at the beginning of the season Ole Miss would go nine and three, granted we went ten and two, I'd be like, okay, awesome. Nine and three is a great season. I'll take that. Clemson has to be. If Clemson's not a top ten team, they're super relevant though. Yeah. They had a nine and three year, and no one, no one talks about them. They don't get any traction on social media, nothing. They don't have, I mean, they don't have any stars on their team. Uh, their coach has been there forever. He's not a star anymore. That was the, they're the most under the radar nine and three team in the country. I'm very curious to see what Clemson looks like next year if the Oklahoma job goes to who it's presumed to go to at the moment. I just Don't want to see they're what settling. They're settling for Brent Venables. Who else are they going to hire? We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll, we'll talk about it. We'll, let me just finish this point. I want to see what Clemson can do, what Davos Sweeney can do when he's had to change both the offensive side of the ball with coordinators and now the defensive side of the ball. I'm very curious to see what that team looks like. Well, he needs to get a quarterback. Well, the transfer portal is open for everyone right now. Everyone who, who wants to go play quarterback for him? Uh, he's put I'll two people in the NFL. Yeah, two first round draft picks. Yes, but there's been a lot of criticism lately about Trevor Lawrence. Apparently, that's the guy with the long hair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Apparently, his throwing motion regressed while he, and his mechanics got worse while he was at Clemson. Hmm. He was also better his freshman year than he was his junior year. Well, he won the national championship his freshman year, didn't he? Yeah, I think so. He did. All right. Let's talk about it. 
What's Kentucky at Louisville? Kentucky dominated every aspect of this game. Um, 52 to 21. Is that the most points Kentucky scored all season? It's got to be. I would say so. I, I, without looking, I would, I would pretty much. Yeah. Can you, can you believe Louisville was a two and a half point favorite in this game? I can't. If you would have told me that last year, I would have been shocked. Yeah. If you would have told me that at the beginning of the season, before this game, Saturday morning, when I was placing my bets, I hammered, I hammered Kentucky. For people because, listening, Addison just put up a hammer in 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 the screen. So I just yeah. had to place that. Hammered them. They dominated. Cats by yeah. 90, maybe. The over-under was 57, and Kentucky scored 52 points. So the overs definitely hit. Go Wildcats. Second favorite, second favorite college basketball team. Nine and three. All right. Last game. Notre Dame at Stanford. Um 45-14 Notre Dame coming with coming with the victory. They dominated that game. Stanford didn't even score until the second half. Um 509 total yards, 27 first downs. Uh, for Notre Dame compared to Stanford with 227 total yards and 11 first downs. I mean, Notre Dame, obvious winner. Um, Allison, I saw you doing some some weird dance moves. What are your thoughts? Notre Dame minus 19 was my 401k lock of the week. Hey, guys, Hammered in case it. you're wondering, he finally Hammered got it. one. He finally got one. I've gotten I've one last <laughs> I'm just, well. I'm, just me- I'm just messing with you. Money. I mean, Notre Dame – dominated like they have the past like four weeks um they had some very unfortunate news that we're about to talk about here pretty soon uh but good for them they're sitting at five they have a shot to make the playoff which is insane we'll talk about that a little bit later uh but congratulations addison on your lock i'm really happy for you i just want to point out um two things that uh thomas loves to say on this podcast and that one three things electric two he loves to sell teams good for you um, yep. Good for them. Good for him. Whatever. And three, he's always like, hey, we'll get to this later. And then uh, proceeds to, to talk about it. So I just have to call him out <laughs> for this. Yeah, um, we're just, it's just toxic you don't notice tonight. anything else that we continually to say the same things. I know I have some. Please tweet us. Uh, we love to hear y'all's feedback. So breaking, breaking news, Edison. Breaking news. Big J journalism. Marcus Freeman is the next head coach at Notre Dame. Okay. Wow. Wow. A great transition into our coaching carousel. Um, and I just made that. That's a really good hire. Weird. Uh, carousel. Carousel. I don't know if I'm. Thank God him. he's not going to LSU. Was they were prepared to pay him the highest a coordinator has ever been paid. Uh, he's a young guy, but has a lot of potential and that will bring stability to the program. Um, that was left to dry. But. Wow. Couldn't have yeah. said it better, Thomas. I think I broke my hand. That's concerning. You're just you're hammering <laughs> too much. That's the title man. of this podcast. <laughs> anyway, let's get into it. Thomas, take us away. Uh, the coaching carousel. It's been a super exciting past few days. Some names popped up and coaching changes happened that we didn't expect. 
and we're going to talk about them pretty soon. One that we all kind of expected was Florida with Billy Napier. It sounded like that was their guy, and they zeroed in on him. I like Billy Napier. He's had a lot of success at UL Lafayette. Uh, Florida's a weird place that feel like they really care about recruiting, and I guess you have to compare them to Georgia because that's their biggest rival, and Georgia's recruiting at a high level. No. I like the hire. I think that he's going to do fine there. Them. But I think the expectations are too high at Florida at the moment. I agree. It's going to take some time. Addy? Yeah, he seems like a solid hire for them. I thought Florida was going to go a different route personally, and I was a little surprised by it. And it happened very, very swiftly as well. Um, but I think he'll be successful for a few years, and then he'll get fired. Yeah. yeah, that's kind of. Or he'll be way. super. Or he'll be super successful, and he'll make a, a another jump. It wasn't a splash hire. I thought but Florida. The thing is, Billy Napier's turned down several jobs. And like, then when he SEC. went to this one, Florida is not that, somewhere I want to be right now. I don't think it is either. But I think he wanted complete autonomy, and Florida agreed to that. I think he'll do well. I mean, he's a great coach. He's been under Saban. He's been under Dabo. He kind of knows how to run a program. He's had stability at UL Lafayette consistently since he's been there. I think it's a good hire. It's not the best hire an SEC teammate, though. No. No. Not, not by a long shot. That was LSU who hired mm -hmm. Brian Kelly from Notre Dame. Yeah. Yes. Um, giving him $9.5 million a year before bonuses, mm -hmm. um, a $15, $15 million in total. Uh, so he has $5.5 million to go towards coaches. Yeah. Um, I think it's, it's, it's scary. I think he's an excellent coach. Brian, um, Brian Kelly is a top three, top three, top four coach in the SEC now. Easily. The, yeah. He's played, he's been to two national championships. Yeah, he's Dame. also, he's had the most wins in the FBS behind Saban of active head coaches. He's won everywhere he's been. I think this is an awesome hire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you make the argument of like, oh, he might not be a fit there. Well, Eddie O was the best fit for LSU, and he failed. Failed? He won a national championship. Well, in their standards, he went he went six and six and failed. Every coach there since Saban has won a national championship. This is their best hire since Saban. Yeah. All right. Any other thoughts? Can we move on to the – the topic that I'm most excited about. All right, let's hear it. Go, Birchie. USC. Lincoln Riley. Wow. Um, as somebody who's heard most of this information from my coworker, I am sad for her. But at the same time, I'm not sad because I'm like, you know what, Lincoln Riley, I'm mad at you. I have no relationship to uh, Oklahoma at all. And I've dogged on them most of the time on this podcast, um, every episode. But what the heck? He's like, oh yeah, they talked to me on Sunday and like That's three hours later, I'm on a private jet and I'm headed to USC and my whole family and we have a million dollar home and blah, blah, blah. No, he's known from, I'm getting all this information from my diehard Oklahoma fan friend. Um, but he's known from what she said, he's known about this since the Baylor game when he's been recruiting on Oklahoma's pennies and dimes and they were just like, whatever, and running away 
and he's just taking all these people with him. Like, no, you're a bad man. I'm glad nobody was there to celebrate you as you walked off the silly little plane. <laughs> I mean, I saw them compare USC um, to uh, Lincoln Riley, Lincoln Riley getting off the plane. Only person there was the pilot. You see Lane Kiffin coming in in the middle of the night. Ole Miss is there. Somebody hands Lane Kiffin their baby. Like the SEC is where it's at. Um, Lincoln Riley's scared of the SEC. That's all I have to say. That's that's the truth. He's a bad man. Um, but I hope he has fun at USC. Um, I will also call myself out. I thought USC was South Carolina the longest time <laughs> and um didn't realize that until the other day but thank goodness for um i think it's venable who's there like brent venable's defensive yeah. coordinator for clemson uh who's the guy for usc that's like taking Bob Stoops. yeah him he's great i think i saw a video of him throwing uh lincoln riley's stuff um out <laughs> the window that's not real that can't be him. i wish yeah. it was I real it was. i wish it was real that's not i also saw a tweet from usc now that they just keep posting and then i'm done uh lincoln riley everywhere and he was like this is the mecca team blah blah, blah. and then one of the ou uh Yep. Team players was like he told us this last week. So thought that was iconic. I love the drama. Um, I'm living through it. And Lincoln Riley, you're on you're on the same list as Jake Gyllenhaal for me. I don't like you. Wow, you've, you've hurt my feelings. I'm not even an Oklahoma fan. So um, NCAA violations for you. And good luck, man. Um, any thoughts from y'all? <laughs> Real quick, I'm gonna bounce back to LSU for a hot second because you made me think of something. Talk about being being weird on social media and stuff. LSU has been just following Brian Kelly around with video cameras. Yeah, it's weird. Doing a, doing a bunch of weird stuff. Like they videoed him just walking out onto the field and looking around, and he touched the wind thing at the top. And it's like it looks like if like a fan were to visit and he's like touching the wind sign, it's like, hey, look, I'm in I'm in the locker room. That's I got it vibes. It's really of that. uncomfortable. It is really uncomfortable. LSU's uh social media right now is kind Did of you weird. see like the video they initially released and it shows him like an LSU gear walking around and it's obviously like you know edited and graphics and everything it just looked so bad it was awful great hire awesome hire but yeah pretty bad marketing yeah back Go to USC back to USC obviously his agent was in talks and he knew this before Saturday night yeah. you're night. you're telling me he convinced his wife and children to move halfway across the country to live in, in three yeah. hours girls can't even figure out what they want for dinner there is no way that this woman this wife was like yeah let's just go no no way yeah no that this has been in the works for a hot minute he knew this was going to happen like he'd already it, 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 there's no way it happens that quickly yeah. um it's a, it's a huge hire for usc it's going to automatically help them with recruiting, which they've struggled with, which that makes zero sense because how do you not recruit at USC? Um, it's going to help with recruiting. He's going to be able – I think he's going to do very, be very, very, very extremely, extremely successful in the Pac-10 or Pac-12 or whatever they call that soft conference these days. Um, he's going to be able to win there with finesse football. But when it's time to play the big boys in the SEC and the Big Ten – and the uh, American Conference and the Big 12 and the ACC, they are going to get it handed to them because they can't win football in the line of scrimmage. We've seen it every year with him. Um, and so good for him. He can dominate. He can win 10 games a year at USC. He can maybe win 11 games a year at USC, win the Pac-12, Pac-10. 
But when he, if he gets into the playoff or when he gets to bowl season or when he plays Notre Dame, when he plays these other schools, they're going to get routed. I agree with you. Uh, rumor is he was very against moving to the SEC. He thought that they weren't ready. He was talking about how I don't I don't think that y'all realize talking to like the university, these schools that are middle tier, like Arkansas, Mississippi State, like Ole Miss, like these teams are well more equipped to compete in the SEC. And we go there. It's going to be all hell's going to break loose and they're going to kick our tails. And that was something that really concerned him. So the moves to the Pac-12 doesn't really concern me. His biggest competition is what Oregon and Utah and everyone else is mediocre. So, yeah, he's going to do what he did at Oklahoma and the Big 12, just in the Pac-12. That's that's literally it. Yeah, that's something he's also saw. But apparently he went to – he, according to sources. 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 Big paper sources. He went to the Oklahoma, uh, you know, administration. So I was like, look, we're not ready for the SEC. Mm-hmm. Y'all need to make some changes. Apparently they just didn't want to get the ball rolling, dragging their feet, don't believe him. Um, so he's like, look, we're not ready. We're going to get the hell beat out of us when we get there because we just don't have the networks set up and the support and everything else. Uh, so I'm going. He said, I'm not going to walk into a bad situation. He's also getting – Part of me doesn't blame him, but also he is scared. Um, He's also getting access to a private jet whenever he wants, which is pretty awesome. Like, you want to go to New York for some pizza? Just go. You can. Yeah, but, like, you could be – in the SEC, I don't know. I love the SEC, so he's well, at USC. I don't know. I just feel like they're relevant. So um, I uh, think Oklahoma's better off without him, though. So that's no, I think Oklahoma's about to be in a world of hurt, especially it's taking some time. Especially hard. Well, yeah, but I don't know. I think it's they're better off. So that's my opinion. They can turn into Nebraska very, very, very quickly. Especially with the transfer portal. Oh, my gosh. They can turn into Nebraska very quickly. They haven't had a legitimate coaching change since 1999. Yeah, this is their first coaching search since 1999. Yeah, because Bob Stoops retired and they just handed it to Lincoln Riley. Yeah. I mean, this is going to be – you talk about a guy that was born on third base with the program. You can make an argument Lincoln Riley was definitely born on third base. Oh, yeah. That man didn't ha- hadn't hit any triples. So who do we think OU's going to get? I mean, they say Brent Venables. I yeah, I also heard Dabo. No way. Dabo? No. From my sources, is this, Dabo. Is this your Oklahoma oh, friend? Yeah, but she said, shout out to Jessica Freeman, biggest Oklahoma fan I know. Um, she said, I'm hearing we're getting Dabo and Venables. I think Dabo's just coming to show support for Venables, though. Not sure. Um, yeah. There might be a press conference tomorrow per her sources. She's got some good sources, um, but she's not sure. Um, yeah. So those are her thoughts. Um, if you want to know about the Oklahoma – Go ahead, Bert. Keep talking. I'm I'm trying to find this Twitter account real quick. Um, She also said, uh, y'all are going to lose it when I say this, but who's our, who's Ole Miss's offensive coordinator? Jeff Levy. We've, we've known that there's rumors he's going to be the offensive coordinator. Yeah. I would be sad. He's from, he, he's from Oklahoma. Yeah, he He did go to Oklahoma. I did, I did see that. So I was like, I I think that. 
I don't blame him wanting to go too because you're getting hired by a defensive coach and you're at you're at Ole Miss where when you hear offense you think Lane Kiffin you don't think Jeff Levy so I get it like he would get all the credit and if he wants to be a significant head coach someday this might be the right move I get it yeah okay let's hear if you want to know about the coaching search there's a great Twitter account uh the beat writer for uh Oklahoma for Sooner Scoop Eddie Rasevich um he made this Twitter video where he was like, you know, people are at the tarmac. People are, uh, this is where people are searching, but y'all haven't thought, what if the next coach comes on a boat or on a, on a bus? And so he's camping out at the bus stop right now, uh, searching for the next <laughs> Oklahoma coach. So that's awesome. great follow. He's awesome. I love that. Um, all right. Should we move on? Do we have any more thoughts? Uh, real quick, Virginia Tech hiring Brent Pry. He was defense coordinator at Penn State. Man, who cares? Whatever. Uh, SMU hired Rhett Lashley, offensive coordinator at Miami. We'll see what happens who they hire. Sony Dykes travels 45 minutes down the road to go to TCU. Sony cool. Dykes left SMU for TCU. Where was – oh, wow. That's ironic. Yeah, I'm, I'm heartbroken about it. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> SMU beat TCU this year. It also has four games. How could he do that to SMU? How could he do it to us? Wow. Wow. That's all I have to say, Sonny Dykes. Wow. I'm glad you don't have to change houses, but wow. Um, I am too. Uh, Marcus Freeman go to Notre Dame. I think that's an awesome hire just initially. Kind of like we talked about. I should add stability to the program. Uh, He's evidently like the next young big thing. And I I think it's good. I think that the happiest school about this though has to be Cincinnati because evidently they were going to go in after uh, Luke Fickle who said uh, Notre Dame's his dream job. So I'm sure Cincinnati's just as excited as anyone is right now to keep their coach. That's where Brian Kelly was before Notre Dame. Yep, true. All right, any other coaching thoughts? No, let's pay some bills, sir. Uh, Birchie. The Surge line. Have we told you about Surge, y'all? I mean, people are signing up left and right. I mean, I feel like their Instagram account is blowing up. Um, we've got artists, we've got realtors, we've got anybody who's anything um, is on Surge. Um, so yeah, it's the marketplace for conversation. Creators can make money through video conversations, one-on-one conversations, and large group events. Um, it's a great asset for professionals, artists, athletes. It's easy to sign up. You go to surge.co, sign up, start making money with your conversations. Um, let's look ahead. Week 13, championship week. Let's go. Friday, Oregon Oregon. versus Utah. Yeah, it's your it's your team. I want to hear what you have to say. Oh, wait. Yes. What am I saying? Why am I passing this off? So I know like two weeks ago, Oregon, you know, might not have had the best game against Utah, but they're back against the Utes. 39% matchup for Oregon, 61% um, Utah. Um, I'm going with, I'm going with Oregon. I, I just think they're really angry um, from when they lost two weeks ago. And I think they can um, uh, pull it up. The spread is minus three. Um, So I believe I'm going under with that. Um, It isn't. It is incredibly hard to beat a team twice. You see it in every sport. I still like Utah here, and I like Utah to cover. Um, yeah, I, I, I think Utah is going to cover. I, I don't care. Oregon's not going to win this game. You don't know that. You don't know that. 
Uh, I'm pretty confident in it. Well, I'm confident in Oregon. Did you? Right, well, we'll, we'll see, Birchie. All right. Should we bet Daddy? on it? Yeah, let's bet on it. What do you want? A uh, million dollars. Okay. Wait, I don't have a million dollars. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> I'll think about it. We'll let you know next week what happens. Um, Baylor versus Oklahoma no, no, State. No, 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 no. Addison had his hammer oh, yeah, out for sorry, a reason. Sorry, Addison. He, he was playing with the hammer, so I, I forgot. I have seen this movie before just a few weeks ago. Utah, minus three. Hammer. Yep. I love it. I watched School of Rock last night for like the first time in eight years, but it went the exact same way it did it last time. This game's going to go the exact same way we saw last time, too. I hate you. <laughs> All right. Don't, don't say that, Addison. Don't say that. Um, Baylor versus Oklahoma State, minus five and a half. Um, over under 46 and a half, Thomas. Baylor's still playing with a backup quarterback. Oklahoma State's on fire. Their defense is playing great. I like Oklahoma State minus five and a half. Yes, I'm on fire. I like the under 46 and a half. I mean, Addison. He's just. I don't like the, I don't like the spread. I don't like the over under. I think Oklahoma State wins. Keep your pocketbook safe and stay away. All right. Um, All right. Virtually, tell Raven us about Yola Lafayette versus Appalachian State. Yeah. Um, minus three over under 53. Um, Appalachian's got this. I mean, that's all I have to say. Um, okay. Over okay. Appalachian State. This is Billy Napier's last game at Yola Lafayette. One of the contingencies upon accepting a job with Florida is he said, I want to, I want to coach in this conference championship game. I think his players play hard for him. I think they win this game. I think Appalachian State knows what's coming up, and I think you're wrong. Again. I think Billy Napier goes out on top. Me too. Wow. Y'all just keep disappointing me. Um, <laughs> all right. Houston versus Cincy. Um, I hated that I just said it like that. I'm sorry, everyone. Um, minus 10 and a half, over under 53 um, and a half, 0.5, whatever. Thomas. Houston hasn't lost a game since the first game of the season versus Texas Tech. They're playing good football. What? However, I'm not done. Game. I'm not done. I'm not done. I'm not done. However, Cincinnati's playing for a chance to be the first power, group of five school to make the college football playoff. They're going to show up. They're going to win this game. I think they cover. I'm not really sure about the over-under, but I like Cincinnati a lot here. Wait, haven't they already played? Didn't Cincinnati already beat them? No, they haven't played yet. All right. Well, anyways, Cincinnati's playing really well. They're peaking at the right time. They cover the spread. I agree. Houston barely beat SMU, and SMU blows. Yeah. Um, another good game, Alabama versus Georgia, minus six and a half, over under 50, Addison. Thoughts? Uh, well, Saturday when I was making my picks – this spread was minus four, and I hammered UGA minus four. Now, I have a stat for you, though. Obviously, a lot of money's came in on Georgia after Alabama's performance this past week against Auburn. Yes, we know. They were terrible. Shoot. 
Hold on. Thomas, talk while I find this. Uh, Bertie, you talk because it's the game that your family cares most about. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry to do this, Mom. Right, Georgia, I found all the way. Go ahead. So, in the past 14 years, Bama has been an underdog by seven points or less. Oh, I saw this. Four times. Yep. They have won each one of those games by 10-plus points. That's what I'm scared about. The last time Alabama Alabama was an underdog was in 2015, the week after they lost to Ole Miss, and they destroyed at Georgia. They absolutely dominated that game. I'm terrified. Y'all, I I, – Georgia's got to get this. I think they're ready. I I, I do think it's scary. I think it's going to be a close game, but I would would be – so hurt for Georgia. I think everyone's pulling for Georgia. Um, I like game. Georgia here. I like Georgia here, but Kirby Sparts never beat Saban. And we should yet to see Alabama play their best game of the season. Maybe Alabama wins, but I, I think I think Georgia's going to win. I don't think it's going to be an issue. Alabama picked week four or five of the year when they played. Their team's Oregon. just not as strong. That's they're, just they, they're they have the talent. Alabama yeah. is not as good as Georgia. If Alabama wins yeah. this game, if Alabama wants to cover the spread, it's because Georgia is going to play tight. But I think – I don't know. I love Kirby Smart. There's something about him. Like I, I think Georgia wins. Six and a half. Mm, maybe, a you're giving, maybe you're giving Nick Saban way too much room there to cover. Like I said, I got it at minus four on Saturday. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but uh, Georgia is going to win. This game, yeah, it's just crazy. It could anything can happen. I just Alabama's. I watched Alabama's offense struggle against Auburn. I yeah, their with their offense. backup quarterback. I watched their offense struggle against LSU. I watched Alabama's offense struggle multiple times this year. You think that Georgia defense is going to let them score? No, it Three, took more a than, more it took a heroic. A heroic effort from Bryce Young to pass for a school record against Arkansas to win that game against yeah. Arkansas. Yeah. I just don't think – I don't think Alabama's offense is good enough. I don't think Bill okay. O'Brien's good enough play caller. We'll just have to see. Yeah, he – Bill O'Brien kind of blows. <laughs> he does. All right. Should we move on? Yeah, Virtue take us to Michigan versus Michigan Iowa. Michigan versus Iowa – um, up 10 and a half, um, over under 43, um, and a half Michigan for sure. Like we stated before I was whatever Michigan's got this, my vote, Michigan. I tend there, to agree with you, but how go ahead, go ahead. No, no, no. You go first. You go first. You go first. I was going to say like Michigan should win this game. They should cover this game. But how Jim Harbaugh would it be for him to finally beat Ohio State and then lose in the Big Ten Championship to an Iowa team that he has that no – like, like no, like, reasonable person would think, oh, Iowa is going to – I was going to beat Michigan. But how Jim Harbaugh would it be for that to happen? I like Michigan. I like them to cover mainly because Iowa can't score. But, man, that would be so Michigan if they lost this game. There has been a weird trend in the Big Ten this year. These teams win big games, and then they lose the very next week. It's happened multiple times. Iowa, Michigan State, 
Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Is Michigan the next team to win a huge game and then blow it the next week? I don't know. Well, no Saturday. You got that right. I would take the under. I would take the under in that game. Yeah, if I was playing in a game, just take the under. Just do it. Their defense is good and they can't score. I was. I I would say that Michigan wins because I was. Offense is just uh, so bad. Yeah, it's awful. All right, Pitt versus Wake Forest. Up three over under seventy two and a half. Thomas. I mean, in all honesty, who cares about this game? Like, this has no. Fans, Go ahead. Thank you. It'll determine who goes to the Peach Bowl. That's the only okay. That's fair, but as far as like national implications, yeah, no. Like usually, we're used to the ACC championship, Clemson blowing out a team to make it to the playoff. Uh, it'll be a high-scoring game. Both these offenses are fun. Uh, both quarterbacks have had great seasons. The over/under is seventy-two and a half. That is a ton of points. I would stay away from that. I mean, who cares? Like, it's whoever's going to the Peach Bowl. I'm with you. Addison, your thoughts? Um, I think I like Pitt. I like the under. No, oh, yeah. I like the under. What was that stat you said? And whenever there's like a two high powered offenses, like two thirds of the time, the under hits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's over 60%. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, any anything else? Not entirely. Addison, what is your uh, your story of the week? I didn't have anything crazy happen this week. Oh, no, nothing crazy games. happened to you. Nothing like life-changing. Um, I went out Saturday night and I'm not gonna oh, name wow. you, but one of my uh one of my friends uh got engaged. <laughs> no, no, I'm not gonna <laughs> name do any names. Not going to say any names, but one of my friends uh, threw up in the Uber and swallowed his throw up. So that that's kind of gross. Please don't tell me. <laughs> I'm not Can I guess you. who it no, was? I'm wait, not going to tell you who it was. Wait, what happened? We were driving home and uh, we were in the Uber and one of my friends uh, mm-hmm. threw up and mm-hmm. swallowed in it the in, the, in the Uber and the Uber stopped. And he was like, do, we, do I need to pull over? And this person said, no, I'm fine. And I said, no, you need to pull over. The person I'm not going to name gets out of the car. <laughs> was it who I just everywhere. chatted? I'm not going to say who it was, um, but that was pretty crazy. Um, no, it, yeah. it was the other one, right? Was it? It was. Let me let me see. It was the other one. It was the other one. Had a oh, That's I would not have guessed that one. It's it the, the one I said. We're not going to say any names. We're not going to say I'll, names. I'll, I'll, I just want to know. I will tell you off camera. But okay. Yeah, it was that was interesting. Well, Is it who I said? It was uh, the other person in that video I sent. Um, I, I never saw a video, but <laughs> I'm not. I can't send the video to you. I have the video. Wow. So it sounds like you <laughs> had a a crazy weekend. Um, anybody else? I mean, my mom jumped in the pool. That was about it. So. I didn't have anything crazy like that happen. No life-changing events. Um, I didn't have any any drunk crazy stories. Well, yeah, it, it was it was a tough scene. Tough scene. Um, all right. Well, and and Addison has broken his coaster because he hammered it too many times. He hammered too many games this week. 
hammer too many games. All right, y'all. Um, this was a great episode. Thanks for, for listening. Thanks for our loyal fans. Um, and yeah, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at HFT underscore official. Tweet us, uh, comment us. Look out for an Instagram at one point. Um, we're going to be working on that. Um, and that will help me work on it by telling all of you that we're going to do it. So guys, um, Virtue's making an Instagram, just so everyone knows. Yes, eventually. Addison is currently showing us his Christmas tree. Um, you can listen to us on Spotify um, and be notified about our next episode, um, our new episodes every Thursday. Um, and that's it. We'll see you all next week, tailgaters.